Hello, and welcome to a new episode of The Catholic Spectrum. I am your host, Jason Thayer, and I cover topics related to Catholicism, autism advocacy, and pop culture. And before we get to today's topic, I have a little announcement for you. This week's episode will mark the beginning of the countdown to episode 26, which is the season finale. I learned that Anchor breaks your episodes into seasons, so I decided to use that for numbering my episodes. And the reason I'm doing that is at the end of every season, I will make another announcement, and that will be when you, the listener, can send me questions by email or by Facebook, and I will answer them the next week. Well, actually, what's going to happen is I'll take a week off, and then when season two opens, you'll hear the answers to your questions. Also, you're going to hear new theme music for the season two. But I'll get to, but I'll explain that when we get there. So before I begin today's episode, I'm going to t- give you guys an addendum to last week's episode, which was about the anti-vaccine movement. Last week, I gave you some information on Andrew Wakefield, who is pretty much the founder of the vaccines cause autism myth. And um, while I was, at the time I recorded this, one of my favorite YouTubers had done a special video on him. And her name is Illuminati, spelled I-I-L-L-U-M-I-N-A-U-G-H-T-I. I think there might be another I after that, I'm not positive. Anyway, she started out reading Reddit files Reddit posts and making fun of them. And then she decided to start talking about bad businesses. And that's when she became an ally of the autism community by doing some videos about Autism Speaks. From that moment on, from that, she she decided to do her three-part video on Andrew Wakefield. At the time I had done the video, she had only done one part. And I didn't want to talk about it until all three parts were up. Well, now all three parts are up. And I'm going to go ahead and recommend all three parts. Because she even reviews the movie Vaxxed, which Andrew Wickfield made. It's a, it's a fake documentary. And she found a way to actually watch it for free. Because you can't, you can, it is nearly impossible to do that. You can't even watch it on Amazon because Wakefield discovered that he can't make any money if you download it off Amazon. He really wants your money. So if you want to find out about Vaxxed, but you don't want to give this guy your money, this is a good place to find out about it. That's why I didn't mention anything about it because I can't watch it and I don't want to go through the hoops that she did. It sounded like way too much trouble to give you guys something so bogus, and waste all my time getting angry about this so-called documentary. And now for the real topic of today's episode. Rolling Stone put out a, their, the newest edition of their 500 albums of all time list. 
This was an update of a of the list that they started in 2003, and it's a huge improvement over that first list. I think there was there was one other um, update. I think in 2012. I want to say I have to look it up. Anyway, um, the first time they did this, they only had one woman on the list. It was Patty Smith. Now Patty Smith was a good choice, but there really should have been more than one woman on there and this one's got a whole lot of women on there um there's a lot of genres on it and it's a pretty good list overall but i have a few problems with it first of all there were too many greatest hits albums i can understand when you're doing artists that were around before albums were a thing but they still made albums you could still have done them and my other problem is kanye west got way too much attention he got six albums y'all he is not that good at all so I decided I'd make my own list. And I won't be doing this list all the time. I'll just be doing it every once in, I mean, every so often when I feel like I want to do it. And since the topic I was going to talk about today can't be done, it involved the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and their ballot that they do every year. Well, the ballot for this year hasn't come out yet because they haven't done their induction ceremony this year yet. They're going to do it next month, and I'm assuming... That after that the ballot will be issued on online after the ceremony. So because I can't do the can't talk about the ballot, I decided to start talking about my countdown today, and we're going to start with the 500th entry on my countdown: Blind Melons' self-titled debut. So let's talk about Blind Melon. Blind Melon was a band that was formed in Los Angeles. It consists of five members. Shannon Hoon on vocals and guitar, who hails from Lafayette, Indiana. Brad Smith, their bassist and flutist. And Roger Stevens, their lead guitarist, both of whom hail from West Point, Mississippi. Christopher Thorne, who's from Pennsylvania, who played the rhythm guitar and mandolin. And Glenn Graham, who is their drummer who was also from Mississippi, were relocated to Los Angeles, and he joined the band when they couldn't find a drummer who was local that they liked. The band's name comes from Brad Smith. He heard that it was a nickname for hippies. He also said that it was inspired by blues legend Blind Lemon Jefferson and Cheech and Chong character Blind Melon Chitlin. The band recorded the album in Seattle, and it was produced by Rick Parashar, who also produced Pearl Jam's album 10. Um, I'm sure you've all seen the cover for it. It has this cute little girl dressed up in a bee costume. That girl is actually Glenn's sister, Georgia. And it was a based on a picture for his school play. It was actually jokingly suggested as the album cover, but it stuck anyway. And in and the this led to the second album single the breakout single no rain which features heather deloach in the video as the b-girl instead of the actual b-girl georgia the album produced four hits tones of home no rain i wonder and change and it has 14 songs at all and it reached number three on the charts in the united states and was followed by two more albums. One was Soup, and the other one was not released until 2008 
after Shannon Hoon. I mean, long time after Shannon Hoon had died. He had died after the second album was released. And in and the 2008 album featured Travis Warren as their new lead singer. They were going to release a new album this year, but the pandemic happened and I don't think they wanted to go on. I mean, they wanted to release an album without going on tour, but they did release a single for the album called Fence. The album has four singles, Tones of Home, No Rain, I Wonder, and Chain. And Heather DeLoach is in the video for No Rain, their breakthrough single, which is inspired by the album cover. She is the B-girl in that video. So let's talk about the review proper. Blind Melon's self-titled debut came out in the 1990s, actually about 1995. And by that time, the grunge movement was beginning to die out. Um, I think by that time, Kirk Cobain had died, so Nirvana was no longer a thing of the past. I mean, it was, was now a thing of the past. Um, and uh, I think we, it would be a little while before the Foo Fighters came out. Um, Pearl Jam was still around, but Pearl Jam was going to change their sound pretty quick. So. The two bands that are considered the founders of the grunge movement were one was going to one is going to change and the other is no longer exists and we are going to get a new band from that. So Blind Melon is not considered part of the grunge movement, even though the album was recorded in Seattle. And if you listen to it, it really has more of a jangle rock feel, I guess you could call it. It's got more of a rock and feel, and I really like that tone. Um these, the first single from the album, Tones of Home, really sets the tone for the sets the album in itself. And it really sounds nice. And I would play it for you, but when I first tried to record this, I put some clips from the album and it got rejected. So I'm going to record this without any of those clips. Um, no Rain, you all probably already know about. It's the big hit. It's... A song that really always managed to cheer me up whenever I had a bad day. I Wonder is another good song, and Change has a really nice harmonica solo. There's also a song on the album called Holy Man that I liked, and it attacks religion. But I think it attacks more the fundamentalist view of religion, not religion itself. And it's more about how people always have this idea that there's only one way to practice religion. Um... So, and another good tune on the album is Paper Scratcher. And Change also has my favorite lyric on the album, When You Stop Dreaming, It's Time to Die. And the whole album is just really good. I think it's just a real shame that Shannon Hoon died so quickly because the band really could have gone places. I don't know how far, but I'm pretty sure they would have lasted more than two or three albums. And actually, they did a concert back in, in during after they had recorded the third album, and his and Shannon Hoon's daughter came on stage to perform "Change." So, the main reason that this album is at five hundred instead of higher is because of the tragic story involving Shannon Hoon. I just have a hard time listening to this album without constantly thinking of Shannon Hoon and how 
tragic his death ended up. And I'm and I'm told that No Rain is not meant to be a an uplifting song, even though I perceive it as. And I'm wondering if No Rain was written because of if he had bouts of depression and that led to No Rain because Kurt Cobain also tried to kill himself before he actually did kill himself and some of his songs reflect that depression so it's possible that the same thing happened with Shannon Hoon this is a really good album and I think it's one of the best albums of the 90s and the the 90s really were a good decade of music as far as I'm concerned it had its ups and downs but then so did the 80s and it's worth checking out And that's the show. Next week, we get back into the topic of favorite saints, and I'm going to be talking about St. Francis of Assisi. Also, I wanted to point out, I wanted you guys to know that next month, we're going to be talking about the brand new saint, Blessed Carlo Acuti, who was just canonized a couple weeks ago, I think, or last week, one of the two. Anyway... This has been Jason Thayer. You can follow me on Facebook under my real name. You can follow me on Amino as Radical Edward. You can find past episodes of this show on Apple, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, and TuneIn. Please rate and review and share this podcast around. You can email me at RadicalEdwardJWT at gmail.com. And until next time, please remember, normal is just a setting on the washing machine. See ya.